Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah State. yard line of Utah State. Two to the near, one to the far. Fake the handoff, trying to throw to the outside. It is up. It is caught. It is an LSU touchdown. Jamar Chase as LSU goes 99 yards against this Aggie defense to go up two scores. Fake the handoff. Burrow keeps it himself. Burrow's got pressure, but he unloads. He's got a man wide open. Is it caught? Yes. LSU touchdown on the near sideline and LSU running away and hiding here at Baton Rouge. The Aggies get beat by fifth-ranked LSU 42-6. Pretty banged up, PK. They got a bye week before they play Nevada. They're 2-0 in Mountain West Conference play. Trying to avoid money games during conference play from now on. But paid a price for that one. But got $1.5 million. They're trying to avoid money games during conference? In conference season. Somebody told you that? Yes. That's almost impossible. Well, you can play your money games right out of the gate, opening weekend of the season. I think that's where, if you're going to play them, coaches would prefer to have them. Really? Yeah. I'll be darned. Aggies get two weeks off now. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Eason launches deep downfield. Fuller, terrific catch. And that'll improve the stats a little bit, but there's two seconds on the clock. I'm not sure they're going to be able to snap it again. And this game is going to end. Stanford 23, Washington 13. The Cardinal back in business. For whatever reason, Washington can't win at Stanford. It's been more than a decade since they won there. They get beat. And Oregon grinding out a 17-7 win over Cal. Oregon looking good in the Pac-12 North for now. Is this just going to change every week? Just assume it's the Pac-12 beating itself up? I don't know if it's going to change every week, but right now, we only really care about the Utes. and They're looking awesome. They're not necessarily where they want to be, but they're absolutely where they need to be, and that's what matters the most. They're not in first place in the Pac-12 South, which is what PK is referring to. Arizona. Going back and forth with Colorado and Arizona. Doing a little better job of scoring touchdowns and Colorado kicking field goals. And Arizona gets out of there with a win. Well, Cleo Tate is a real fun player to watch. I've been saying that for a couple years now, and he was sensational. That was a very fun game with the back and forth. But, you know, I always thought if, if Cleo Tate is healthy when the Utes go down there at the end of next month. Then the game's a lot tougher than yeah. what we've seen out of Arizona over the last year. So, But I still think Utes are in, in a prime position. In fact, I would say that, and if they don't win the South, biggest choke since Romney in 2012. What happened to stick to sports? Thank you, Mr. President. Standing with the president, yes. Why why do you got to be a pompous ass? (laughs) That's your problem. There it is. Now, how come Channel 2 couldn't say the word? The D News had it, of all places. And Brian Malahi, the president called Mitt Romney a pompous three-letter word. (laughs) I have no idea. Embarrassing was that. <laughs> Agreed. A pompous three-letter word. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the D News. Yes. <laughs> the D News of all places. <laughs> A pompous three-letter word that two of the letters are the same, 
<laughs> Man, I spent the whole night. What could it be? What could it? I get, oh, you'd already read it on Twitter. People, what could it have been? A pompous three-letter word with two of the letters being the same. Well, he didn't say that, but a pompous three-letter word. I, I had no idea what it would have been. I couldn't figure it out. I spent the whole night just racking my brain. <laughs> My channel too, of which I am a, an employee. I'm enrolled. Signed a contract in the Sinclair 401k. He's got the little thing <laughs> that hits the door and makes the light go green and lets him I in. I have a badge. Sweet. Did you see the guy this morning? He's down, downstairs. He says to me, "Turn your badge around so I can see it." <laughs> you got to be kidding. Serious? Like this? Yeah. I didn't have my badge on, but he was busy frisking the guy who came in before. Let me it's, turn your badge it's around. My, so I, oh. it's my, he, said it, he said, turn your badge around so I can see it. I looked at him and said, okay. He's like 25 years old, then. All right, yeah. buddy. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> the way he said it, too. Like I'm supposed to stand up a little straighter. <laughs> yes, sir. I almost said, you know what you can do, bro? <laughs> I've been coming in this place for years, and half the time they're not even down there. But I think something must be going on today. He was there this morning. Oregon State has been the worst team in the conference, but are we getting ready to pass the baton, PK? They picked up a conference win. They beat UCLA in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that was funny. That was 21-0 after six minutes and one second with a freaky-looking onside kick. Free kick, drop kick. They went and got it at the 27-yard line. Took like a 15-yard hop in the air. That was funny. Some Sun Devil supporter went and found a Stuart Mandel tweet. And it said, I'm just paraphrasing. UCLA hired Chip Kelly and ASU. This is your answer to that? Oh, yeah. Good luck with that hire. (laughs) And now, the shoe's on the other foot. Oh, brother. The Chip Kelly era is going very poorly. I think it's going worse. Bruins are now 1-5 after a 3-9. Yeah, you lose to Oregon State at home, man. That is bad news. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Jones alone sent back. He scored three times today. And here's the handoff. Jones spinning his way. Right side reaches goal line. Touchdown! Touchdown, Green Bay Packers! It is a hat trick for Aaron Jones. He took on Jeff Heath, the safety, and reached it over into the goal line. And the Packers lead 30-3. to Packers build a big lead, then hold on. The Cowboys get a couple of fourth-quarter touchdowns to tighten up the score, but the Packers win 34-24. Aaron Jones, the hat trick there, but he finished with a grand slam. He got his fourth TD. And 100 yards rushing. And Dallas, looking really good starting 3-0, but those teams they beat early PK, all those teams are really struggling right now. So coming back down to earth a little bit, or... Just playing a few tougher teams, I think, more likely. They're 3-2. and two. I think they're okay. I just don't think they're that great. That's probably accurate right there. Packers improved to 4-1 and one now. And still there's contention over on the sideline, and Aaron Rodgers is snapping at coaches. Because he can. There it is. The power. Right. He has all the power, so if he wants to do it, he can. 
The Chiefs fall from the ranks of the unbeaten. They got beat by the Colts, the offense looking very ordinary. They got beat 19-13. They flashed a stat late in that game that the Chiefs had scored 25 points in 25 straight games, which was by far the longest streak of any uh, of that kind in the NFL. Yeah, that's freaky. 25 points in 25 games. 25 games. games. Yeah, you think they would have got 26 in one of those games? Crazy. Patrick Mahomes got his uh, ankle stepped on by an offensive lineman who was backing up and pass blocking. That looked pretty nasty, so he was limping around. Guess who's still undefeated? The Patriots and the 49ers. One pretty predictable, one, one not so much. Niners are playing tonight in the Monday night game. The Patriots drilled Washington 33-7, and then Jay Gruden got called into a meeting this morning and got fired. So, change in Washington. Is they get ready to play Miami? Two winless teams next week. We were discussing that at the end of the week. Who's the worst team in the NFL? Narrow that down. There's four winless teams left, and two of them will go head-to-head this week. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. You know, I want him to be aggressive. I also want him to, to make the right reads, and that's what he did tonight. You know, it's, I don't know how many assists he had, but six and one turnover. So that, that means um, usually that he's driving, but he's finding people too when he can't get to the rim. So, um, you know, usually when you attack the rim with a lot of force, you find yourself in situations where if you can't get all the way to the basket, you know, you're able to find other people, and I think that's something that he spent a lot of time in. That's Quinn Snyder talking about Royce O'Neal, his strong performance as the Jazz completely overwhelmed the Adelaide 36ers from Australia. Donovan Mitchell didn't play, and Conley didn't play, and Gobert didn't play, and they still won by 50. I guess they do those to sell the game internationally, PK, because we've seen several of these, and they've all been of the 30, 40, 50-point variety. Hard to read much into that. I didn't. Wednesday night, they will try again. Against the I don't worry about Milwaukee. Preseason. We got 82 games where I can read into. What am I worried about preseason games for? DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Pitch on the way. Lifted down the left field line. Coming over Ozuna. It's over his head. Head off the wall. In to score Hamilton. Ortega slides into third. That's an RBI double. And Dansby with fire in his eyes is standing at second base and pumping up his dugout. The biggest base hit of his life. Out towards center field. Will it fall in? It will. Ortega scores. Here comes Dansby. The throw is wild. The Braves have the lead. And standing at second is Duvall. What a come from behind effort in the ninth for Atlanta. Third base dugout is on fire right now. The Braves who really hadn't had much going, threatened in the eighth and then scored three in the ninth, and they beat the Cardinals three to one and take a two games to one lead in their series. Dodgers are also two to one. You don't really have to worry that much about the bullpen if you go out there and score 10 runs, PK. Give the bullpen a little cushion down the, uh, down the stretch there. A seven-run sixth inning, and the Dodgers beat the Nationals 10-4. And the Dodgers are up 2-1 in that series. Yes, they are. You like the Cardinals and Nationals to come back? Now a game away from elimination? Can they win two before they lose oh, for one? Sure, yeah. Um, that the I think the Nationals are easier able to do it because of uh, Scherzer and Strasburg. Uh, 
and the Cardinals, it's going to be tough. This Martinez kid, they brought him in. He sucked in game two. He sucked in game three. And he got by, uh, well, game one. He got by with it because the Cardinals scored a bunch of runs in the last inning. So they were able to, uh, what, they went up 7-3, to three, and then I think the Braves scored three in the bottom. Uh, but they were able to be okay with it because they had scored. They still won a what? I think it was 7-6. So, yeah, man, you got to be good at the back end. The Cardinals haven't been. They got away with it once, but not yesterday. The Dodgers and the Braves will try to close those series out today. And in the American League, these, these are elimination games as well. The Astros and the Yankees can sweep as well. All four series going today. Yeah, and it's a real important, I think, because you got to line up the pitching. If, you're other, if the other guy's doing it, then you need to do it. No reason for you to play another game, use another starter, possibly go through your bullpen again. Especially if you're the Yankees, because uh, the Astros have better starting pitching, so you better make sure your pitching is as good as it can possibly be. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL got the win in Vancouver after losing six straight up there. They went for the first time since 2013, and they get the help they need. They climb to third in the Western Conference. They're going to host Portland in the playoffs October 19th, a Saturday night at Rio Tinto Stadium. Galaxy went to Houston and lost. Minnesota lost in Seattle, so they bounced from fifth to third on the final day of the season. Well, now that they're home, if they don't win, this is going to be the biggest choke job since Romney in 2012. <laughs> you guys really need to do it now. You got your home game. You're all excited. I could just feel it in your voice. Is there anybody you believe to be a pompous three-letter word? You. Besides me. Your brothers. <laughs> okay. Thank you, PK. <laughs> So RSL getting to third place, a little reminiscent. They made the similar bet to what the Jazz made a couple years ago. And you don't go out and get scoring. You go, it's a little less expensive to get defensive help at the defensive end of the field. RSL second, fewest goals allowed in the Western Conference. They didn't go out and spend the big money to get a goal scorer or a celebrity, a big name. Well, they, they've just wait, they put all that money into the celebrity in the broadcast booth. Ah, nice. Now, can they score the goals they need in the postseason and uh, keep defending? They actually lost to Portland both times in the regular season. So you, that'll be on national TV, so you'll be able to just go down there and, and wear your jersey and be a fan, right? Theoretically, that would be possible. Well, why, why wouldn't it be? Well, if it were on a Saturday night and I wouldn't have to anchor talking sports or what, what time's it, take it off and go on vacation. At, you're going to start at 9 o'clock? 8 o'clock, it'll go till 10. Plenty of time. No, really not plenty of time. <laughs> really not ideal for me to go into 8 o'clock games. That's why you don't see me at Uten Cougar games with my Uten Cougar jersey yeah, shaking hands. Yeah, but those games go way, to way, way longer. They yeah, go but about you, can still bail out, you can still bail out at 9.30 at halftime, having high-fived as many potential viewers as possible. Oh, you can sit in the press box. So you'd have to buy a ticket here. You wouldn't have to buy a ticket. I wouldn't have to buy a ticket to any of them. Press passes to the mall. Well, if you're going to be high-fiving the fans, you need to be out in the stadium. Press pass, you can still do that. Wander the wander the corridors. Oh, okay. I've never done that. 
What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, we'll visit with Frank Dolce, our Utah insider for the Zone Sports Network. Get his take on the weekend in the Pac-12 and look ahead to the Utes game with Oregon State. Suddenly with a win under their belt. Gary Anderson, Aggie football coach at 830. It's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. New AP Top 25 poll features Ohio State and Georgia tied for third between Alabama, behind Alabama and Clemson. Utah moves up two spots to number 15 after taking the weekend off. Washington firing head coach Jay Gruden this morning after the team fell to 0-5 on the season, losing the Patriots 33-7. Patriots are 5-0, and their defense has given up an average of seven points per game. The defense has been awesome. Monday Night Football tonight features Cleveland Browns and the San Francisco 49ers, 6-15 on ESPN. You'll listen to the game right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Niners and the Patriots are the last two undefeated teams in the league. New England's 5-0, the Niners 3-0. Major League Baseball playoffs resume today with the Astros trying to sweep Tampa Bay 11 a.m. on the Major League Baseball Network. Job of the Wire is brought to you by Zero Res. Nominate someone you love for a free carpet cleaning today online at ZeroResSaltLake.com. If you're ready for cleaning yourself, schedule today and pay just $33 per room. Minimum supply. Schedule online at Zero Res. Salt Lake, ZeroResSaltLake.com. ZeroResSaltLake.com. Or call 801-288-9376. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Who's going to finish with the best three-point percentage this season for the Utah Jazz? They have to average at least 25 minutes a game. I'm having a hard time deciding between Bogdanovich and Ingles. I think Ingles is going to get some great looks because of the way this offense is set up, and he's going to have his spot more often. You have other weapons, so it might be a deferment situation, whereas Bogdanovich might be more of a target for defenses to have to do something against. You could have a situation where Ingles is just, you got to pick who, and they end up picking him. What you just said about Joe Ingles is why I go with Joe. Joe. Joe gets to be Joe Ingles again. So now he gets to go back to Happy Valley and just be Joe. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK is brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. No Utes, no Cougars this weekend. Still end up watching a bunch of college football? No. End up channel surfing through highlights to catch up? No. Nothing. I watched the first half and a few series of Utah State. Yeah. And then that was out of hand and that was over. Correct. Yeah, obviously the game was uh, competitive-wise was Zippo was done. So I moved on and... uh, Watched uh, well. Watched a little bit later when I came home. Of the, a little bit of Oregon, Cal. Uh, Washington. State. Oh, Stanford, Washington. Yeah, I was going back and forth, but that was late. I tried to get into the Jazz game, but just couldn't. Couldn't do it. It was over pretty quick. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like this isn't anything. This is right. gonna be another blowout. There's nothing to be gained. Nothing that I could learn. Nothing worth discussing. I don't think I could be wrong. I think that's why they sat three players. There'll be plenty of time for that, and we'll dissect every single thing a thousand times over when it. And that's in a couple of weeks, uh, and m- maybe even in the preseason if they, you know, play guys. 
but it's preseason. Who cares? They can go. What do they play? Six games now. They could go zero and six, and I don't think it makes a lick of a difference one way or the other. Uh, but on that very first game, well, the Oklahoma City here, uh, two weeks from Wednesday, yeah, then it's and we're all, all dialed in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, then it, then it matters. Every, every everything matters. Every possession. Blah 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 blah. So we'll dive deeply. I gave it a shot. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I'm as excited as I've been for in years for this season to start, but oh, yeah. it didn't start Saturday night. But a 50-point win without three of the five yeah. starters. It's just practice. Yep. And so we would be— it's Actually like, not as tough as practice. There's, their second not. team would give the first team a bigger push than yeah, that. No, I wouldn't have any idea fight. what that Adelaide team would relate to or correlate to as far as a college— what conference it would be. I mean, I have no idea, nor do I care. Uh, and I don't have any problem if they play that game. What difference does it make? They, they, they have games out the yin-yang, so they don't need to be worried about this is not the Utes to prepare for the season, get a better, tougher non-conference schedule, that type of thing. Not at all. I mean, this is the pros. And so the schedule is what it is, and everybody in your division and conference basically plays all the same. So you flush it out at the end of the season, and then you got an opportunity to prove your worth when we get to there and when we get to there and all along through between now and then will be a great ride that we will talk about in-depthly, but I just can't do it. I have no fee- no thoughts whatsoever on game one of the preseason. College football, there were a couple uh, weird moments on the weekend. I saw two kickoffs. We've all seen a million kickoffs. I saw two kickoffs I haven't seen before. SMU-Tulsa game, a kickoff down the uh, near sideline. It takes a funny hop. Into the end zone. And so the two guys decide, well, we're going to let it roll into the end zone. Meanwhile, a guy comes flying 60 yards downfield, dives on it for a touchdown. Who kicks off and scores a touchdown? All right, for a little more on college football, let's bring in Frank Dolce, our Ute Insider for the Zone Sports Network. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy Monday morning. I am curious now, Frank, now with another weekend of Pac-12 action under your belt. Are you looking at the next opponent, Oregon State, any different after the win at UCLA? Are you looking at Arizona any differently after the win at Colorado? Arizona atop the Pac-12 South with a 2-0 record early on. Yeah. I, well, I think I'm looking at Colorado differently. And I'm looking at Washington differently. I, that team, I, I don't, this conference is nuts. So, and what, Arizona is, on top of the South right now, right? Yep. I mean, that's how, it, that's how the weekend ends up. Arizona, with the team that I thought was terrible, ends up on top of the South Division at this point in conference play. So I don't know, I don't know what to think. Oregon State seems to me like a team that's kind of been playing okay and making some strides and getting better. And they're not great, but they, they seem to be improving. So I was happy for Oregon State to get that to get that win. I I don't know what to think about UCLA other than I just I just can't imagine that they have a lack of talent there. And if they don't have a lack of talent there, maybe they do, I don't know. But if they don't have a lack of talent there, then you have to look at at the coaching situation and and then when does when does UCLA make a change? So 
Yeah, anyway, Mark Harlan's going to have some big decisions down there when he gets to Westwood, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it more like, let me ask you a question. More likely that Harlan ends up at UCLA or Urban Meyer ends up at USC? Uh, I would go with Harlan, although I heard he's number two. I don't know this, but some people in California were telling me that they're seeing about somebody else, and then maybe they'll slide down to there. But uh, yeah, I believe he would take that job in a heartbeat, and I know he's listening, driving to work right now, and he's probably cussing us out. But uh, nevertheless, we would be negligent if we didn't bring up, or certainly I didn't bring up with what I've heard, but uh, that's, a, that's a massive rebuilding job there. I, I just don't know that Urban would want that. Maybe he would. Maybe maybe he would want to go into that. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, that could that very well could happen. But as I look at the, the conference, to me, the South is right on schedule. I mean, Arizona beat the teams that are picked fifth and sixth in the division, uh-huh. so I'm not going to give them a whole lot of credit. I mean, that's, that's great, but I thought you could beat those teams anyway, and you did. Uh, and the way I look at it, the North is somewhat of a jumbled thing in, in that – uh, Washington has been wildly disappointing. That was a pathetic effort. Chris Peterson uh, going, uh, yes. f- uh, not kicking a field goal when you got a kicker who's 11 for 11. I mean, I, I didn't understand yeah. those decisions. I thought they were lethargic. Uh, Stanford, I mean, you, you never, you rarely, if ever, play before a big, enthusiastic crowd in Stanford. So it's basically a, a neutral field game. It's not never, it's rarely a, a, you're at a home field disadvantage and you're playing Stanford. Uh-huh. Ute fans can attest to that. They just don't show up. There's not a lot of passion there. And they didn't just rolled over, as far as I'm concerned, bitterly disappointed in the way they played. Oregon looked okay against Cal, but they didn't exactly destroy them. So, to me, the Utes are they're right where they need to be. Man, They are set up. And, and I, I'm more encouraged now about them winning the conference. I felt that they were going to win the division all along, and nothing has changed that. But now I'm feeling they, they got a legitimate chance to go to the Rose Bowl. I mean, they, they, I, now that we're – this is the halfway point, six weeks into the season, I feel better about them going to the Rose Bowl now than I did in August. After this weekend, I think I feel the same way. But I – I was really surprised by Washington's effort. I just don't think that happens with Chris Peterson teams, and yeah. that effort was right. lacking. Right. I mean, all of a sudden, Stanford looks like they're, they were rushed three three guys a significant amount of time in that game, and Eason was running for his life. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. That's the same team that USC took apart on the offensive side. And and then Stanford comes in and and they're controlling the defensive line of scrimmage, and then with you know they have you know two and a half offensive linemen left on that roster, and they just push the ball downfield. I mean, I just thought that that Washington effort was lacking, lacking to say the least. I really like Kevin Sumlin, and I I'm always hopeful that Arizona is going to be good, and with the way that Khalil Tate played, and they still don't have Taylor back. Uh, I think they're going to be, you know, I think they're going to be challenging in in the conference now. So, which is nice. I I, I really like that. I like I like Kevin Simlin a lot. Um, Colorado still, you know, Colorado still a roller coaster ride, and and so maybe one week they're going to be really good, and one week they're going to be just average. UCLA's just man, they're 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 just no good. 
no good. So I, I think based on all of that, with the teams that Utah has left on the schedule, you know, everybody is beatable in the conference. But I think Utah, you know, took a without playing a game, they took a step forward in the conference just because everybody else looked so looked it looked rough. So I agree with you. I think this, you know, at, at, as far as any other time in, in Utah's history in the Pac-12 goes, this feels like the most – Utah has the most opportunity here to get to that title game and get through it and and then get to right. the Rose Bowl. I mean, if they don't do it, this is the biggest choke since Romney in 2012. I heard you say that earlier. Do <laughs> you think it's that – that big a choke? I think he what just wants the... to reference the president's tweet, and I think given another con- another uh, question and answer in this conversation, he's going to call you a pompous ass. Yeah. I think that's really Wait. where this is going. He he might call you that, but we we have a bond, we have a connection. We're from the South Bay, and you, that's. So you're that's a, you're a couple of pompous asses. Well, although, That's not the quote. yeah, the, the relationship <laughs> the relationship took a little bit of a hit when you said you like to see Arizona do well. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I but but you know, I'm. It's kind of more of a conference thing. It's not necessarily that I cheer for Arizona. So let's just let's just clarify. Let's just clarify that. I don't want that to get out. Is that is Romney's choke bigger choke than when? Who was the what, what was it when Greg Norman choked away the was it the Masters? Yeah. Yep. Isn't that the isn't that the biggest choke in history? But I guess there wasn't a tweet about that one recently, so we're gonna stick with. Yeah, the that's Romney. not the point. That's not the point. That's I know. The, don't get all historical and start ranking stuff. That's not the point. Yeah, but the Utes now, and I, Frank, I mean, I think it's 100%. I feel much better about Utah's chances of winning this conference, not the, just the division, but winning this conference. I, I, this is, I feel better now than I felt all season. There's no reason why they don't win it, uh, barring an injury to Huntley, obviously. That changes everything, and hopefully that doesn't happen. But they're solid, man, and these other teams are up and down. I did see this stat, and I don't know which game it was because I watched pieces of several Pac-12 games, but on one of them, and I think it was a UCLA game, they put up a stat that eight of the 12 teams have already started multiple quarterbacks. And so yeah, Huntley's been was. healthy, but everybody else is having injuries. Now, maybe it's just the year you get through it and other people don't, and it breaks your way. But you got to expect quarterback injuries. There's just so many of them. So many. Well, and it, you know, to, to have a run, you, things have to. You have to have a little bit of luck. It's really hard to be on top of your game week in and week out, and and sometimes you just hit those weeks when someone else is better. And so you have to have a little bit of luck going through a schedule. And Utah's going to need that. And then Utah's going to need the ball to bounce the right way. I I really believe that Utah can co- go through the rest of the schedule without taking another loss. That that team is good definitely good enough to do that. And maybe they get Zach Moss back in the in a few weeks and maybe that even makes them better and and the defense keeps getting better. So that's a team that's that has all of the capability. But it's also a team that can't walk through the schedule. I mean that team if they're not playing the right way then they're gonna take a loss. So um, it's all right there in front of them. How many times though have we been in this situation with with Utah? I mean, there were times when this Utah team was seven and one, eight and one, going into the last few weeks of the season, controlled their own destiny, and somehow figured out a way to you know fumble it away. So 
lots of lots of football left, but I but I I have to agree with you. I think this team is poised to get through the South and get into that conference championship game. Well, what about Oregon, though? Are we overlooking Oregon here? I mean, they lose to Auburn, who's turned out to be pretty good in a game they could have, would have, should have won, and they won everything since then. And Cal's defense is good, and they struggled with it. But are you, you dismissing them pretty quickly or no? I, yeah, I, I was, I'm probably um, not as high on Oregon as maybe I should be. I didn't think their schedule – Outside of Auburn, I didn't think their schedule really told us much about that team, and that's a, that's a good win against Cal. But Cal's without without their starting quarterback, and only able to generate the seven points in that game. Cal's I like Cal's defense a lot, and so maybe scoring seventeen points against Cal's defense is 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 better than we think. No, I think they're, just, they're they're a little limited offensively. I'll go with that. I mean, twenty one against Auburn and twenty one against Stanford. So that's yeah. So. So I'm just, I'm not I'm just not certain about Oregon. I, it's like that team that you think, well, yeah, these guys could be, or you know, they could be really good, or they should be really good, and they do some really good things. And but it's I just don't have that sense yet of that team that they're going like like you know PK saying you have the sense of well Utah based on everything else that's happening the way that Utah's played, it feels like Utah has a a really good opportunity to get through it. I don't know. I feel the same way about Oregon in, in the North. I mean, I think they still they they still a loss on that schedule. Maybe two somewhere somewhere in the North Division and with the rest of their schedule as it lines up. So I just I'm not I don't have the same feeling about Oregon yet. Yeah, but the point is, who really cares who gets out of the North? Because you're going to have to play them anyway, as long as you get out sure. of the South. And, and it's a one-game situation. And it's clear in a one-game situation that Utah can beat anybody in this conference. So let the North sort itself out. And if you take care of business and do it in an impressive fashion, then you play whoever is the survivor in the North. The way I look at it is who's going to survive in the North not necessarily who's going to win it, but who's going to be able to survive. And if the Utes, it's set up for them to not necessarily roll, but accumulate a bunch of wins here, provided they have health. They should go into that conference final with a ton of momentum. And if it's Oregon, if it's Washington, if whoever it might be, I'm not even going to necessarily rule out Washington State yet because both of their losses were to South Division teams. That's a so good they point. haven't lost the tiebreaker yet yep. to anybody. So who's to say mm-hmm. what happens there? The Utes started 0-2 last year and they got it done. So who's and yeah. both of those losses early last season were to North Division. So it, I don't really care who comes out of the North. Let them, Whoever comes out of the North, let it be. Because in a one-game situation uh, two months from now in, in Santa Clara, I the Utes, to me, would have at least an even-money chance to win. Maybe even better. I don't know what's going to happen over the next two months. But for me, it's all about Utah and what it is capable of doing. And now it just has to go out and do it. And I see no reason why it doesn't go out and do it. I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. And speaking speaking of the North, how and, and Washington Washington State in particular, how quickly do you think a change at the defensive coordinator spot changes that defense and the ability to make a tackle on, on the defensive side? Yeah, that'll be interesting because if you read the guys' uh, departure tweets, there was some philosophical differences. 
and so Leach is yeah. the boss, and so ultimately the boss gets his way. So we'll see if they can make changes that can be effective. I hope not this week, but we'll see. <laughs> well, it's always the thing with Washington State. Like they, they, that's a team that always figures out how to score points, and and they don't necessarily bring a defense with them all the time. And and I, it's it's funny how that how that seems to work out with with Mike Leach's team. So, but I like those. I mean, I like that. I like that squad. I it's it's fun to watch. I, maybe they can get it figured out on the on the defensive side. I think it's difficult. You know, maybe maybe it is a scheme thing with those guys but a lot a lot of that seemed like it was you know a lack of execution thing and a, and a lack of tackle, tackling sort of thing for Washington State so I'll be interested to see how they how they come through but but yeah it's exciting the Pac-12 is exciting and everyone just keeps beating up on each other and and uh, I, I I feel pretty confident that that Utah with Utah and where they where they sit right now um, and and we'll see I mean do you, do you think do you think I, as as I look at this Oregon State team, I feel like this is a game Utah should go up to Corvallis and 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 kind of dominate that game. Do you think Oregon State gives Utah any trouble? It's a Pac-12, so I hate to say, oh, it'll be easy because it's so rarely easy. But watching Oregon State, uh, I mean, they'll throw it a little, but basically I think they want to run right at you, and the Utes want people to run right at them. So (laughs) it's kind of, you know, I mean, they've got a bunch of running backs who have nice stats. Some guys have gotten more of a chance than other guys. Um, But for the Utes, it's like, yeah, bring it on. Line, line Artavis Pierce up and run him at us. Let's see what happens. It seems like this game in the history of Utah versus Oregon State that it always feels like, well, Utah should go and win this game. And they do. They typically go and win that game. But it always feels like at some point it's more difficult than it should be. In fact, there was a game at in Corvallis a few years ago. I believe Travis Wilson was playing quarterback. Utah won that game, but Incredibly, I think they only had 97 yards or something like that passing in the game. It was one of two occasions that I can remember when Utah had less than 100 yards throwing in a game and still figured out how to win the game. I'm pretty sure that was against Oregon State in Corvallis. So, it, it, like, like I said, it feels like this game is a game that should Utah should go in there and manage you know, pretty handily, but it never seems to go that way. Well, everybody's scoring 31 points on him except Cal Poly. So even if they, even if the offense for Oregon State yeah. has a little success, the Utes ought to pile up the points because literally everybody, UCLA, Stanford, Hawaii, Oklahoma State, everybody's been doing it. Yeah. So you better, you better go score. Everybody's doing it. Right. Yeah. One thing is yeah, they do well, have a quarterback who hasn't thrown a pick yet. So there's that. I mean, five games in, that's pretty good. Both teams, right? You're both right. Both teams will. You're right. Yeah, so that's that's pretty exciting. Herbert threw his first interception of of the year uh, this week. So, yeah, Huntley's playing Huntley's playing really well. I always thought that. Well, I shouldn't say I always thought. I should say I never thought that Huntley had a real shot at playing after this year. Like he was going to have a, a nice college career, and then he was going to be done. And and certainly, there's a lot. He has a lot of college football left but if he continues to play this this way 
and throw the ball as accurately as he, as he is and, and the productivity stays the same, you know, kind of that 10, 11 yards per reception sort of thing and, and not putting his team in bad situations with interceptions. I don't know. Maybe he gives himself a chance. Maybe, a, you know, a team would take a look at him. I just never thought of him that way, but the way that he's managed himself this year, I think he's turned around. I know PK has been a big fan of his since right at the beginning. Yep. Frank, we appreciate it. So, Thanks for a few we'll minutes. See. Absolutely. You guys are the best. I love talking to you every Monday morning. We'll see you, Frank. Frank Dolce, join us here. He's a Ute insider for the Zone Sports Network, and he'll be on the air all week on the various shows. All right, DJ and PK, Gary Anderson, Aggie head coach, is coming up at 8.30. we got a, a couple segments here for you to talk a little sports. We can open the phone lines coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. So we just had Frank Dolce on, and you feel a lot better about the youth's chance to win the Pac-12 Conference. Is that mostly off watching Washington stumble all over themselves and lose to Stanford? 23-13, pretty surprising given how poorly Stanford had been playing. Well, they're no good. That was supposed to be their biggest, toughest game with Seattle. Didn't look so tough now. Oregon? We're not going to play Oregon until the final, so I'm not Well, I'm I not know, but winning the Pac-12 could involve beating Oregon. Then we'll worry about getting to Oregon when they play them. I mean, they're not on the schedule now. So I'm... Right, right but, As you said, it could, which by definition means it also it could, could not. not. But Oregon really with a leg up in the north now. Four teams with two losses. Great. Have, they have, none. have ten legs up. Who cares? They don't, they don't play Utah. So when, if that happens, then I'll worry about I'm not going to worry about something that might not happen. i got plenty enough to worry about that will happen. I'm not going to worry about something that's not going to happen. Or may not happen. And I'm not worried about it. I was Oregon, fine. Bring them on. All right, you want to weigh in on that? Hit us up on Twitter, at David DJ James. We can open the phones, 855-340-ZONE. Coming up, Gary Anderson's going to join us at 830. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.